The Good Reading Podcast is brought to you by Read, the monthly book subscription that pairs a new release book with a pampering gift delivered to your door. There are new books every month and nine genres to choose from. Why not spoil yourself or give the gift of a Read subscription today? Visit luxury.com.au to find out how. Steering his way through the crowd, Bailey walked past the row of temporary chairs where he was supposed to be seated so that he could keep filming faces. If he was going to write about Augustus Strong, he needed to know about the people who had paid to hear him speak, how far the tentacles of the alt-right movement had spread in Australia. Checking that he wasn't being watched, he stopped the video and activated the voice memo app, beginning an audio recording before slipping his phone back inside his jacket. Best keep that phone in there, mate. A bloke in a sharp suit and a flashy haircut was backing into the empty seat beside Bailey, pointing at his jacket. Heard the Blue Boys belted some guy for taking pictures at Strong's talk in Melbourne the other night. Ended up in hospital. All media's the same these days. Leftist mafia. Out of touch. No idea what real people want. What we think. We. Bailey had met his first real person for the night. Tell me about it, Bailey said. World's going to shit. Thank God for truth-tellers like Augustus Strong, eh? Amen to that. Hello and welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. My name's Greg Dobbs. Tim Aliff has been a journalist for more than 20 years and is currently Managing Editor of Television and Video for ABC News and former Executive Producer of ABC News Breakfast. He is the author of two previous works of fiction, including The Greater Good and State of Fear. Today, I'm talking to Tim about his latest crime thriller, The Enemy Within. It's the third in a series of crime fiction with John Bailey as the hard-living, hard-drinking international correspondent and investigative reporter. Tim, welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. Thanks for having me, Greg. Good to be here. So John Bailey, he does own a computer and a mobile phone, but he's definitely old school when it comes to his work. He flags down a taxi rather than booking an Uber, and he takes notes in his own secret shorthand. Are Bailey's old-fashioned values and approach to journalism still relevant and effective in today's digital world? All the principles that Bailey believes in as a journalist hold true today for what is good journalism. He's off the booze, of course, in, in this book, and he was fighting it in the last. But for him, he's the kind of journalist that, you know, knocks on doors, asks lots of questions, picks up the phone, does things in many ways the old-fashioned way to sort of chase what's most important for him in, in journalism, and that's chasing the truth. He's deeply suspicious about social media as a news-gathering tool. There are many journalists like this. It's not just a job for him. It's a, it's a craft. And that's why, you know, you'll find with a lot of crime fiction, you, you've got private investigators, you've got cops, and you've got journalists because they all share that one thing in common, which is chasing justice, chasing the truth, and often being dogged in their determination to find it. John Bailey is this investigative reporter in search of the truth. He's also a bit of a victim at the same time. Look, Bailey's a bit reckless. And, and I think, you know, he was a, his backstory is a war reporter that um, I guess sacrificed his um, normal life to, to continue just to chase his job as a journalist. And back then it was, you know, reporting, you know, on wars in the Middle East. And that's where the real hard drinking started for him because it was a way for him to deal with his demons. And I've tried to develop and grow the character in that, um, yes, he is a bit of a dysfunctional human being, but he's actually chosen life, like he wants to live. Um, so he, you know, he's off, he's off the booze, you know, he's, he's been through 
AA, talk to all the shrinks. None of that stuff really worked for him. It was a conscious choice he had to arrive to um, himself in the end, which was that if you want to be, um, you know, the person uh, that you want to be, if you want to be someone who's positively contributing to life, being able to do his job, reconnecting with his daughter, having relationships, then the booze had to go. You know, his obsession with with finding the truth um, often leads him into hairy situations, but that for him sort of comes with the territory. Um, he wants to be the guy that tells those stories, breaks breaks news, um, and exposes bad people. Oh, look, look, he's a likable guy. He's a bit grumpy, but at, at the end of the day, you know, he's just going to annoy a lot of people along the way. But 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 he's also someone who um, really believes passionately what he does. And uh, look, the most important thing for me is that I tell these sort of gripping page-turning books for him to to come alive in. So hopefully that's what I've done with The Enemy Within. Part of the way you build John Bailey's character is firstly through his experience, his trauma, his PTSD, that's a relic of his past. But do you seek to build his character through his relationships with other characters in the book? There's another really important character in this book that I think it does help to explain Bailey with this other character. Annie Brooks is, is her name, and she was a, a war correspondent like Bailey as well, and, and they had a, a relationship way back when in, the, in Beirut in the 90s, and they've reconnected in the previous book actually, but in, in, in this book even more so because she's very much like Bailey in, in that she um, is very devoted to the craft of journalism. She's working for a commercial TV station and she's dealt with all the kind of, you know, crap that a lot of women did in, in working in, in that sort of environment for the years in which she was. And, you know, Bailey and her kind of connect on a, on a level whereby they really understand each other. They've both got problems with the booze. They're both obsessed with chasing down the story. So I chose to tell a lot of or part of this story from her point of view as well because... I don't just want to explain Bailey's character through some other big characters like Annie Brooks. I want to kind of, I want to explain the story through that and, and how the story is impacting not just Bailey, but the people around him as well. So the threat that other people may face in, in, you know, investigating the sort of, you know, racist led attacks that we're seeing in Sydney in the story, um, the white supremacist movement that's sort of, that's threatening, but then also it gave me a, a way to cover, you know, this, um, looming issue that Bailey's got with the Australian Federal Police. So, yeah, so so Annie's there as her own character in chasing this story as well. And in very much, you know, her, hers and Bailey's worlds collide in this book um, in, in good and bad ways. One of the main themes of the book is this rise of white supremacy and racism in general, and you explore that quite thoroughly in The Enemy Within. And the plot, I guess, charts a course that is, I guess, increasingly familiar to what we hear and read every day in the news cycle. Does your work as a journalist drive your fiction writing in some way or, or are they separate worlds for you? My, my day job is like research for my books. But I think this book, even more so than the others that I've written, is probably closer to the truth. And I've got two main plot lines running in this. And the first one I'll just sort of talk to you about in, in that where the idea came from. So in June 2019, um, you know, a bunch of AFP officers walked into the ABC, raided the ABC with an extraordinarily powerful search warrant that enabled them to not only dive into all of our computers and search this huge list of keywords that they are allowed to search, it enabled them to alter and even delete our files. And I thought that is an extraordinary power 
and deeply concerning for not only journalists, but for people. If authorities are able to go in and delete our files, then that has some significant implications for the ability of you know media to be able to do our job. So that was one thing. And then there's this rise of far-right nationalism. We've got far-right nationalist leaders in half a dozen countries or more around the world right now, huge countries. We've seen you know, in the United States, how a large group of disaffected Americans, you know, angry about their lot in life behind a more populist leader in Donald Trump. And from that, we saw other splinter groups come out. You had leaders that are effectively offering very simple solutions to very complex problems, winning support around the world. And that's, and that's what we've seen. So those two big issues for me, Abuse of power, you know, what happens if that warrant that was used through ABABC, what happens if that kind of power fell into the hands of the wrong person? And at the same time, Bailey investigating far-right nationalism, white supremacist movement, and how interconnected it now is with people sitting in little dark rooms all around the world connecting with each other, making them feel like there's something, part of something much bigger. That was really sort of interesting for me to explore in terms of a crime thriller. I often wonder whether John Bailey or people like John Bailey are the only people standing between us and, I guess, the end of the world as we know it. Well, if you just look at the pillars of democracy, like what makes democracy work? You know, you need a free and strong media, laws that are that are fair. So I see so many different, you know, areas whereby you could find people with important roles to play. And And look, me, the media was a natural place for me to try to tell this story or to build a character from. So John Bailey's a construct, of course, he's not based on anyone in particular, but he's certainly based on a lot of the things that I've seen and the people that I know and have worked with over the years. So um, I think that he's just in a good position to be able to kind of tell that story. And I think really good crime fiction shines lights into dark places. We don't always want to see too deeply into these places, but what we want to see at the end of it is a glimpse of light so that you know that, okay, this bad stuff is out there, but um, we're going to be okay. Picking up on what you just said, does crime fiction and fiction in general have a role to play in understanding things like conspiracy theories and the way the media can manipulate those? Well, I mean, what I try to do with, with my books and with this one in particular, what I've tried to do with The Enemy Within is put all the... Lay it like a puzzle, put all the pieces out there that give you, once you've got to the end of the book, a thorough understanding, I think, of these issues that I'm looking at in the media in, in terms of um, far-right nationalism, white supremacists as well. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily my job as a writer to tell people what to think. I think it's giving them uh, the information to allow them to make up their own mind. So, you know, I'm really careful that I you know, don't want to use my books in a way to to kind of preach, but what I do want to do is I want to show the good and the bad sides of power and misinformation. People that don't take that responsibility seriously around the power of giving someone a voice that actually, and this may sound controversial too, but not everyone gets to stand up and do a television interview to tell us their opinion on something, whether we're talking about, you know, the, the, the pandemic that we're living through right now or other issues. I mean, not everyone gets to be given that platform, but unfortunately um, with social media, they take that platform. They don't necessarily need to 
um, ask for it anymore. They just take that platform. They don't need to be given it. And if they get some traction out there, it doesn't matter what they're saying, they may find supporters that agree with them. And that's why I was saying earlier around there's a, a responsibility that I think is, is starting to be taken a bit more seriously around some of those big social media companies, particularly around what they put on their platform and what they allow on their platform. But for a long time there, it was just like the Wild West. So, so I think we have seen a little bit of a, a snap back and a, you know, a, a greater respect for the power of the media. And I actually hope that continues because journalism, from where I come from, it's, it's a craft. You know, we've, at the ABC, we've got strict editorial policies that we adhere to. You know, you do not publish a story until you know you've got all the facts in there. And I think that 24-hour news cycle and social media has made that sort of fact-checking a bit more difficult for everyone. But I think if we just slow down a little bit, the truth will be easier to find. And that seems to me exactly what your character, John Bailey, is doing. He doesn't seem to be a character in search of headlines. At the end of the day, he's a, he's, a, he's a journalist just chasing facts and telling stories. You know, He loves breaking news stories, don't get me wrong. He loves front-page stories as well. Like any, any journalist, that's what he wants. But he just wants to have impact and to tell the truth. Uh, your previous book, The Greater Good, brought... John Bailey back to Sydney. He's still recovering from his time as an international correspondent in the Middle East. But in The Enemy Within, we find John Bailey still coming to terms with his past. So I've got to ask you, where does the arc of John Bailey's life and career go from here? Well, I think Bailey has really rediscovered his, his, his mojo as an investigative journalist. So he's going to continue to keep chasing stories and and probably finding himself get caught up in the middle of them. I'm mean, really interested in um, the spy game in Australia at the moment. There are more foreign spies inside Australia right now than um, there's ever been at any, any point in history. So Bailey might have a dig into what the Russians are up to. Well, I look forward to that. So, Tim, thanks very much for joining me on the Good Reading Podcast. Really enjoyed talking to you, Greg. Thanks. I've been talking to Tim Ayliff about his latest crime thriller, The Enemy Within. It's published by Simon & Schuster and it's available at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. This is Greg Dobbs for the Good Reading Podcast and thanks for listening. This Good Reading Podcast was brought to you by Luxury Read. Why not spoil yourself or give the gift of a Luxury Read subscription today? Visit luxuryread.com.au to find out how.